Here we go, rejecting the screen, the going ISO edition as we do every Thursday. Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko. And this week, it's with Kenny Anderson. He's the head coach at the NAIA School, Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee. The number two overall pick in 1991 by the New Jersey Nets. The documentary is out. You can watch it, Mr. Chibs. We're going to stay mostly on the court with Kenny. Spent 14 years in the league, nine teams. We're not going to mention the Raptors. Kenny, I want to start with George. I want to start with Georgia Tech. Al Harrington just the other day on the Knuckleheads podcast with Darius Miles yeah. and Quentin Richardson said that if he hadn't come to the league right away, he would have gone to Georgia Tech because they took him to Magic City on his recruiting trip. Is that how they got you? Yeah, I don't know about all that, but uh, that's a great um, that's a great venture, you know, to 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 go at Magic City. But they didn't get me by I just going to Magic City. I just love. I just fell in love with Atlanta, the school, the coach, Coach Crimmin, and that's basically it. You know, it's just a, a bunch of things. Just dealing with the the whole the whole thing of uh, of being in Atlanta was just it, it just remind me of a '89, uh, '90. Just remind me about a, like a, a quiet small uh, New York. That, that that's what it reminded me of. Quiet small New York. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Kenny, I know the the recruiting pressure to go to Georgia Tech was crazy. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, you're getting recruiters coming to your house, and you're in sixth grade, and I mean, just you know, one of the most famous basketball players ever to come out of New York City. It's crazy the hype that was that was around you at that time. When you step on campus and you're first starting to play in in scrimmages and and working out with the guys at Georgia Tech, how much did you expect your game was going to translate what you were doing in the city and what you were going to do at Georgia Tech? I really, really didn't, you know, um, you know, think about playing. I, I knew I could play anywhere. You know, I, I just wanted to know who I was going to play with. Then when I got with Dennis Scott, Brian Oliver, I just said, whoa, you know, these guys can play. You know, it's going to really fit my game, you know, of what I'm all about. And, um, you know, Malcolm Mackey and, um, you know, Dennis Scott, Brian Oliver, we, just, we, we went all the way to the Final Four my freshman year. So mm-hmm. it was just a great – it was just great playing with those guys. They understood the game. They knew the game, and uh, and uh, Coach Crimmins understood that. And it just was it was just great playing playing. You know, a year with Dennis Scott, man. I just loved it. And Brian Oliver for the first you know one year there playing with those guys was awesome. Yeah, Lethal Weapon Three, and it took you. We're gonna we're gonna get into the tournament in a moment, but that took you to Madison Square Garden for the first time. So. Being the, the legend in New York City that you were, you hadn't played at the Garden until your freshman year, 19 points, 13 assists, in, a, in what was a pretty close game against Fordham. Do you remember what your feelings were like playing at the Garden for the first time? Uh, not really. I just being home, being in New York was mm-hmm. awesome. I, I know yeah, I told my brother. My brother just came home, you know, from jail. I don't know if you, you, know, you could, you know, I don't know if you could use it, but, you know, my brother just came home. Um, it was just great, and my and my mom's. I think my mom was at the game, and that was the first time I was uh coming to visit. Coming like I was visiting New York, so it was just awesome, you know, just just being a part of um uh not Georgia Tech, but but seeing my guys, all my friends came to the game. It just was a great feeling. And and we can we can use it all. So so your brother had just gotten yeah. out of prison. You and yeah and then... yeah. My brother, you know, I think he just came out of uh, prison, and we we hung out in New York. It was just great seeing him, and um, it, uh, that's all I re- I remember somewhat. 
you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it was just it was just awesome, man. Yeah, I would imagine. And then and then later that season, during that you mentioned the NCAA tournament run, you get Shaq. Now I, you played in yeah. McDonald's game against Shaq. Had you had any relationship with Shaq? Had you played him any other time aside the McDonald's game before you saw him in the NCAA tournament? No, we played uh, on the McDonald's All-American game, but I had sprained my ankle uh, up in New York uh, a week before that, so I, I didn't really play. Mm-hmm. I seen him there. We talked, and, you know, he, he was great. And uh, we played him LSU against Georgia Tech, and we beat him. Um, and I, I don't really – I don't know how we beat him. They had Chris Jackson, uh, uh, Shaq, and uh, Stanley Roberts. They had a yeah. big team, and uh, we, we beat them, and they, they was up on us by they was beating us by 17 18 damn that 20 points and we came back and won the game so it was an awesome uh game game for us yeah i was just going back and watching that game preparing for this and it was interesting because when you guys first started attacking the hoop in that in that game that second round matchup i mean they were so big i i never saw your your front line so i don't want to call them intimidated but they were you just you couldn't believe just how big this this other team was. It seemed like, and then and then you got them on track. That that pace that you guys played with in in college, which was kind of the, yeah. all the rage at, back then. Um, you know how much how much of that was Bobby Crevins working with you guys and going through conditioning. How much of that was was through practice every day? Uh, every day we did it. You know, it was just a quick pace. Um, you know, get the rebound out and get it to me, and then everybody fill the lane. And that's what they, and that's what Dennis Scott, Brian Oliver did. They filled the lanes, and I just made the right decision. It was just fun playing with Georgia Tech at the time, and um, Dennis Scott, Brian Oliver, Coach Crimmins let me run the show. And it took some time, you know, um, of me run. I think we went ten and zero, and then we played Duke. We lost to Duke by one point, you know, on the, on a the buzzer. And it was just, it was just a great season. Those guys really played well, you know, played well with me. And that um, was just awesome. All right, so speaking of buzzer beaters, so against Steve Smith, I, w- I would suggest everybody go back and, and watch this and watch this on YouTube. So you, yeah. hit, you hit what one of the officials <laughs> called the game winner and two others, then, it, then, it, then there was the replay. Well, it wasn't a replay. Back then, they just talked to each other. Your foot, yeah. was, your foot was on the line. And that ended up tying the game at the buzzer to go to overtime. But on the floor, it was ruled a three before then it was overturned. So what was it like being on the bottom of the pile and then all of a sudden saying, all right, we got to play overtime? Um, I, 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 yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was great. I was just excited that the ref, you know, called it, you know, called it the way, yeah. way he saw the game, you know. Um, and, that's, and that was it. The game went overtime, and then we, and then Dennis Scott won it in overtime. So you know, I didn't win the game. I put it in the overtime, and and, and D Scott uh, won it. So we had some great memories of that. We always talk about that when we see each other. Me, as a matter of fact, I always bother Steve Smith. You know, I used to bother him on um, Twitter and everything like that. And you know, he bothered <laughs> me saying it didn't count. You know, but it is what it is. The referee called it, so it was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was because that was the other, um, the other controversy was did you get the shot off on time? Because the, the yeah. team was down four with 13 seconds left in New Orleans, and they yeah. ended up coming all the way back. And then against then against Minnesota, you drop 30. Yeah. Dennis Scott drops 40 <laughs> to get a, to yeah. to get to UNLV. You guys got to be on the top of the world, especially you as a freshman. 
Yeah, I was I was just falling, man. I was on top of the world. I was, you know, Atlanta was great. Uh, the team was great. And we was winning. We was winning. And just, it, it was just a lot of fun. A lot of fun, you know. I, that's all I remember. And um, it, it, that year was awesome. Well, you guys end up playing the UNLV team that a lot of people consider one of the greatest college basketball teams of all time. <laughs> And hung with them. I mean, they yeah. put thirty. They beat Duke yeah. by thirty in the national championship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are your memories about playing UNLV in that in that final four? I, I, I thought we had them the first the first half. We was up. Um, I thought we had them, and I got into foul trouble. I remember getting into foul trouble. And then they pulled away by eight points, and they won it. They won it. They beat us by like eight to ten points. But uh, it was a great game. Um, you know, um, myself. Uh, Greg Anthony, Larry Johnson, Stacey Osmond, Dennis Scott, Ron Oliver. It was a lot of great players on that floor that night. So it was just awesome. You know what I mean? It was just a great, great, we had a great year. And we, we you know, we thought, you know, we had three strong players and they had about six, seven, you know, mm-hmm. strong players. And that's how they won it. That's how they won the, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, you ended up playing with a few of those guys in the pros with Larry Johnson, yeah. with State, with Stacey Ogman, and when you're when you're in the yeah. pros, early on with the Nets, it's been well documented the issues yeah. early on. When Derek Coleman and Paul Silas were about to fight, who who actually would have won that fight, Kenny? If if they had actually <laughs> fought, I really don't know. It would have, you would have to jump in. <laughs> we had to jump in on that one. You know, I mean, Paul Silas was a banger. Ruthless type of guy when he played in the league, then you know everybody knows Derek Coleman. But uh, yeah, we we had uh we had guys just going at it. Uh, that's the NBA for you though. Back then, you know, you just you just you just played and and that was it, you know. But you had some things that you had to uh, that you had to check. But you can, know, can you that, can you can you can awesome. you recreate can you recreate that scene for us? No, I can't re I can't I can't recreate it. You know, I really can't. You know. It was always beefing, 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 and you know somebody beef with somebody from a call or, or game, and and that's just what it was. But now I, I guess they're a good friend. He played for uh, Silas in um, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know it, it happens. It happens. And, and you got to know how to control yourself. And I think as, as as years go by, you know you get older, you get more mature, and and, and, and that's what happens. Speaking of that, Kenny, uh, the way that you embarrass guys on the court, I can imagine, especially as good as you were at such a young age, I can imagine a lot of guys wanted to to come at you physically and try to fight you. <laughs> what kind of yeah. situations do you remember I, through yeah. your career about guys I, taking it personally? Nothing, because I always hung out. I always went to the games with all my crew, my crew from Left Rack City, Queens. You had to fight them after, you know, all before. <laughs> You had to catch me on the call after you was going to get beat down. Because I came, I went to most of my games and everything, all Left Rack City crew. My Left Rack City crew used to watch me. And that's just, with that, that, that's just how we had it. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was going to be, it was going to be crazy. And, and, and back then, you know, it, it, it was nuts. They all came and watched my game. Everywhere I went. Everywhere. It was about maybe 15 to 20 guys came out to watch me play. And I loved all of them. They loved me, loved family, and we was just all good, you know. So now nah, New York, everywhere it was, it was all good. It was all good. And what age? What age did that start? 
that started my high school career. All my high school career, it started. You know what I'm saying? And it was it was just a great uh, great knowing all those guys and knowing that they was coming to watch me. They and everything was and everything was, we just played fair. You know, it wasn't it wasn't nothing. You know, nothing crazy. But if it was it was if it, if we didn't if they didn't play fair, hey, you was gonna get it. <laughs> you was gonna get it, man. It was awesome, man. It was awesome. My whole neighborhood used to come watch me play. My whole neighborhood. Left track say I love them to this day. Who who would be your your all New York City playground team if you had to pick up four oh, my others? All New York City. Oh God, my all New York City team. Oh man. Oh, first of all, it'd be Lloyd Daniel. I have to mm. say Lloyd Daniel, Sweepy. Sweepy. Sweepy would be uh, up there. Uh, he, he he was a bigger he's a bigger version of me of everybody. He just knew the game and he was big. He was six eight, six nine, rebound, assist, handle. This he did everything. Like he, this guy was just he was awesome. He was better than me. I say he's better than me. He was awesome. There was a lot of guys better than me, but I just knew you know how to how to handle myself. I you know I went to school. Got a scholarship, you know. Um, I did. I did all the things that was necessary for me to to progress in this in this world. Some of those got some of the guys in in, in New York was uh, just didn't know how to handle it, you know. Um, you know, Lloyd was just awesome, man. Um, he probably I, I I you know in my era and um, he probably was the best, you know. Um, you got you know all those guys that I looked up to: Pearl Washington, Kenny Smith. Uh, Mark Jackson, Rod Strickland, Boo Harvey, Kenny Patterson. These are New York legends, man. I, I looked up to them. I, I always, you know, wanted to be them and be better than them guys. So it was just a, it was just a, me, my time growing up in New York was just awesome. And learning how to play basketball the right way, and it was just awesome. And those guys was awesome. Kenny Smith said all the way back in 86 that he was getting more calls about you than he was yeah. uh, than he was about himself. When did when did you first start to get approached after games? Kenny Smith is like family to me, and his brother really you know watched me you know and, and, and took me you know uh, taught me the right way out of the game. Uh, Vincent Smith. Um, I just you know I I really didn't know you know what to expect back then. You know he told me everything on how to how to, you know, carry myself, and I listened, and I listened, and then and, and that was one of the things that um, that that uh, pushed me through, you know, got me through. You know, I went to Archbishop Malloy. It was a very prestigious school, not only basketball-wise, but academic. Um, and I was able to, I was able to learn from some of the best players, and, and I listened to all, and all the, all the names that I give you, I, I got something from those guys. I got something from mm-hmm. them. When you were working out on your own, wh- what kind of what kind of ball handling drills were you doing? What kind of what kind of skill work were you doing to get yourself to the place? And and how did you incorporate uh, what you were learning from from the older guys? Yeah, you know, I got to give a lot of love to uh, Lost Italian Hall. That's a, a recreation center over in by Left Rack City on Queens Boulevard. So that's where I worked out at a lot every day from um, after school. Uh, me and Vincent, we was in there, you know, just just working on my handle, my shooting. Um, I got a lot of a lot of drills, you know. Just watching those guys, Mark Jackson, 
with the with, with reverse dribble, um, um, Rod Strickland behind the back dribble and all of that. You know, Kenny Smith. This is all is the speed with the dribble. Just and those are the three guys that I looked up to. God, the guards after me. Excuse me, that went before me. You know, uh, Kenny Smith, uh, Rod Strickland, Mark Jackson, uh, Kenny Hutchinson went to Arkansas. Um, Kenny Patterson went to Duke. Um, uh, excuse me, not not Duke. Kenny Patterson went to Paul. So it, 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 these guys really, you know, these are some of the guys I took. You know, I looked at and, and took some of their some of their dribbling, you know, expertise and, and used it for for, for my game. And um, just worked out at Lost Italian Hall, so it was awesome. Did Did you ever consider following doing what Rod Strickland did and, and leaving New York and going to Oak Hill? No, no, I love Malloy. I, I got him Malloy. I was just love Malloy. I figured okay. Boy High School was like right up down Queens Boulevard. Yeah. Um, Woodhaven. That's that's my school. That's my that will always be my school. Um, that's I wouldn't left. I left. That's why I went to summer school uh, for Spanish. I went to summer school for Spanish every year. You couldn't fail one. You, once, once you fail one class, you're out. Huh. So unless you go to summer school, and I and I failed Spanish every year. I had to go to summer school, so I didn't go to too many camps. I had to stay in stay stay in New York, go to summer school. When you're a guy like you who's considered, you know, the prodigy, and people hadn't seen you before. Mm-hmm. I remember you came on the college scene; they hadn't seen someone with your game, you dominated in high school, you dominated your couple of years in college, and you go to the NBA and you start to face competition that for the first time guys are, are getting the best of you, as you just talk about. Yeah. Um, what kinds of things were you then working on on your game off the, you know, away from games, but, but just in your spare time, what kinds of things were you trying to work on so you could hang with, with the elite in the league? I think the main thing I and I and I knew this, but I think the main thing was strength. I don't know, so I I, I just lifted. And that's when I got into really lifting weights, really getting stronger. Because um, once I once I got stronger, my second year with Chuck Daly, I made the All Star team. I started playing very well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, uh, Bill uh, Bill Fitch was my first year coach. I had sat out for negotiation reasons and things like that. I didn't play a lot. So after my second year, I started playing very well under Chuck, uh, Chuck Daly, who was my guy. And, um, you know, but, but, but basically it was more to just being stronger in the league. And once I got stronger, I started really, um, you know, playing well. Speaking of Chuck Daly, did he really threaten to trade half the team to Minnesota if, if y'all didn't act right when you're in the back of the bus after a loss? Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I, I probably, that sounds like him. <laughs> <laughs> that sound like that sound like what what a Chuck what what a Chuck would say, you know. Um, but you know it is what it is. We we had a great time uh, playing for Chuck Daly. I I had a wonderful time playing for him. I wish he would have stayed and we would have played more years with him. But um, uh, it, it 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 was really tough in the East. But I, I tell everybody, you know, you know, I played with Derek Coleman, Dragon Petrovic. Us three was very awesome, but. The East was with the Knicks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Orlando Magic. Everybody was good in the East. Michael Jordan. So it was just it was just tough, you know. But uh, I played with those guys, and it's something I will always remember. As far as Chuck Daly's concerned, 
coming off him coaching Isaiah, what kind of things do you remember that he he had told Isaiah that that then he might have brought back and, and talked to you about? Oh, well, he wanted me to run the team. You know, basically, he's just like, hey, it's your ball. You know, run the team, set it up, get get into the into the seams of the defense and look for guys or finish it. And, and basically, that's and that's and that's what he made me. He made me be a, a professional off the, like not off the court somewhat. Just made me work on work on those type of things. And uh, and I always uh, loved him for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, just and that, and that's what he, he made me be a more controlling uh, uh, control a team. And that, and that's what he wanted from his point guard and gave him that and made the All Star team and so on. But he was he's a great uh he's a great coach. I understand Mahorn used to just make fun of everybody. Like Mahorn yeah, was just yeah. like constantly, constantly just crushing dudes. He was somebody who made yeah. it fun. Yeah, but we we all that whole team was fun. Um, Sam Bowie, um, uh, Derek Coleman, Roger Petrovic. Oh, that whole we had a great team, and you know, just something you got to remember that uh, all those guys. All those guys were great players once in their, in, in their career, and um, it was just it was just fun knowing that and, and knowing you know those guys was in your corner. They really was. Where were you the day that Drazen died? I was in um the day that Drazen died. I was in um I was in a restaurant eating, and uh, I think uh, Hulahan, Hulahan, the restaurant he always to go to. And um, I got the call, you know, and I called back when it was it was someone from the Nets or whatever uh, said that he passed away in a car accident, and um, I was shocked. And it, it was it was just over it was just overbearing, you know, with somebody that close to you that that played with you that worked with you, somebody that, you know that you know passed away that died in a car crash. I, I was like, whoa, you know. Mm-hmm. But now it's it's very it's it's, it's hard when you don't you know of the player and you know he was just getting he was just getting his field he was just getting it he was just getting it all the all the love he deserved he was just getting it could you describe his game compared to anybody today i really can't because he he's a shooter he's a shooter come off screen use screens very well come off screen could dribble ah could dribble just enough you know he, he got a shot off and that's what he was trying to do and that's what he did you know and um, he just was a great he was great he was a great teammate, and he just wanted to belong, he wanted to belong, he wanted to fit in, he wanted to belong, but he also wanted to be one of the best, and he was how much talking did he do? Nah, not much, not much, not much talking, but uh he'd give it to you, he'd give it to you <laughs> definitely <laughs> definitely give it to you more stories from Kenny in a moment, but first, are you the type of fan that knows football so well that? You could just choose any game and call it. Well, then my bookie would be the place for you because they let you turn all of your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, the start of college hoops, time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. Got some advice on parlay. Always bet the individual games also. For instance, if you like a couple of big favorites this week, parlay's usually pretty good because it lets you bet multiple games together for a bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, go to mybookie.ag. 
no one gives you more ways to win. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to 1000 bucks. So that means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money. Just use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. Once again, promo code is LOCKEDONNBA to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, get paid. You do, Did you do much trash talking on the court? No, I didn't. I just played. I just played. I didn't really do that much trash talking. I just played. Who, who, tra- who tried to trash talk you? Uh, not too many guys. I was just listening. You know, they would, uh, not too many guys. Gary Payton, you know, I just listened to him. He, he would talk, but he would just talk. He, he'd just be talking, you know, the whole, the whole game. He'd be talking about different guys, about, you know, about, he'd just be talking, man. <laughs> Some guys just, that's how they play. That's how they play, you know, how they get into it, how they play. Um, but uh, in the East, guys just played. Guys just played, played hard, played to win, and, that, and that's it. And then you and GP were, you were teammates briefly in Seattle. Do you yeah. remember later in later in your careers? Was he still talking? Yeah, he would talk. He would just he, he was always talking. That's just him, man. He was a great leader, great great player. I, I always I always I played with some great players, and that, and that's one of the things I could say, you know, to my kids nowadays that I was able to play with a lot of different teams and play with a lot of great players and give nothing but respect to all those guys. When you talk to your kids about playing against MJ, what do you tell them? Yeah. Uh, MJ was just awesome. He was in a class by himself. He just competed, competed the right way and and just wanted to win, you know, just wanted to win. And uh, by any means necessary, he wanted to play well, and that's what he did. But, um, you know, it was great being on the court with him. And I, I never really, I'm from New York, so, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I never really, you know, um, I wasn't scared or ashamed to play against anybody. That's just what it was. But um, I was trying to beat him like he was trying to beat me. But, um, he, he, you know, I think, I don't know how many times I beat him with the Bulls. I really don't. But uh, he was a great player. The greatest? He's a, I, I, I would say he's the greatest I, in my, in who I played against. I know now they talk Kobe, LeBron, Shaq, and all the guys. But, you know, I, I would say Jordan. Jordan. In my era, I played against the best. Kenny, was, that, was MJ the guy that was – was he the guy that most players in the league feared? I don't know about fear. You know, I, I guess – the guys just want to compete against the best, and um, he, you know he, he competed, and if he out if he he, he outdo everyone everyone, you know what I'm saying? But yes. but it wasn't like guys were scared and all that. Guys was competing. He well, I know you weren't scared. I know you weren't scared. Yeah, I'm just curious if just, any of your other teammates yeah, but, had. Uh, I don't. I don't think no one was scared. I just think God, we just couldn't beat him. You just couldn't beat him. He he just he's just that good. What did you know about Jordan before you got to the league? Uh, you know, I really, me, I really didn't, you know, I really didn't know. I was just always out playing in the park, 
working out. I really okay. didn't know anybody in the league. I, I really <laughs> didn't know anybody in the league. I, I just competed. Like, I was always outside, playing in the parks, playing in the playground, played everywhere in the city. You know, in the city, Queens, Brooklyn. I was playing in each five thoroughs. I played. You know, man? So I really didn't, you know, um, think about uh, any play. Jordan, I just really didn't know mm-hmm. of those players. But then when I played in the lead and scout reports and things like that, you had to watch them and go over scout reports and things of nature. That's when you really, you know, you know, oh, this guy's good. When you when you were traveling to all the boroughs to play, where where were the best games usually? Uh, the city. I, I like the city. Uh, Colonel Young. I played in Colonel Young Park. I remember Colonel Young. That's 145th. Uh, um, it's, it's a bunch of parks in the city. The city was the, the, the mecca of New York. That's where all the talent was. And, uh, Golden Hoops was great back then. Um, um, we played at Columbia University. Uh, we played at IS 60. My, my, uh, IS 60 my, my junior high school, we played in that gym. Uh, we just played everywhere, man. Elm Court, citywide. Just it was just a lot of games, man. I played with Riverside Church Hawks, and I played with Gauchos. <laughs> played against the Russians. It was just awesome. It was just, it was just basketball. I was playing basketball. Wherever wherever we could play, that's what we played. So Kenny, what, take me back to that time. What does that look like in terms of actually going and and getting runs? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm taking train. Me and my guy, Little B. From Rochdale Village, Queens, we used to take subway, and we would just go. We would just go to subway, uh, the subway, and um, and then play. It'd be five on five, and we just you know play wherever games were played at. So um, just the two of you guys? Yeah, yeah. Then we'll find you know other guys that take the train. Antoine Rashard, he went to Bishop Lachlan High School. We would play. We would find games to play in, or play with teams that played. In the tournament, and uh, with Riverside Church, basically, I played with them uh, citywide. Um, played with Riverside Church, then I played with Gauchos. I, I don't know if I was the only one guy that played with Riverside and Gauchos. I played with both teams. I, I don't, I don't really remember, but I think I was probably I played were. with uh with because if you played with Riverside, you didn't play with the Gauchos. That's right. Yeah, so you had to. You, you know, I played with both, so it was just an awesome. It was awesome. And I played, I played because only the Russians were play the, the was playing at the uh, the Gauchos, and I played against I played with the Rus I played against the Russians with the Gauchos, so that was fun basketball. Wait, so so the Russians would only play against the yeah Gauchos? yeah 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 the Russians played against the uh, the uh, the the Gauchos at the time. Riverside never played against the Russians. Why is that? So I don't I really don't know why they did. You know they would come in and play against us. Uh, the, the Gauchos. And I played with them my, my last year, 17, 18 years old. Uh, Jamal Mashburn, we had a crew. Jamal Mashburn played with me with the, with the Gauchos. Uh, Andre Andre McCullough played with me. Carlton Hines played with me with the Gauchos. Uh, Conrad McCray, we had a crew. Mm. We had a crew. It, it was fun playing with uh, with the Gauchos. Like, like at, that, at that point, Kenny, you and Jamal Mashburn. Did you, did you have, did you know that you both were going to be in the league? No, no, we didn't think about the league. I, I know I was. See, we played, and then we he went to Cardinal Hayes. We played in the championship. 
that's why I sat myself for a year. I think it's a freshman year or something. We beat them in a, in a championship. You know, Malloy played Cardinal Hayes. We beat them. And um, he went to Kentucky, and I went to Georgia Tech. And I really didn't, mm-hmm. you know, uh, know I was going to go pro. I really didn't really want to go pro uh, after my sophomore year. I wanted to stay in school because I was having so much fun. And, you know, I just, just wanted to play basketball. Financially, you got to go. Yeah, financially, and what what numbers you go in the draft? I was going one, two, or three. So my my coach is like, you going one, two, or three? You might as well go. And then that's that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? I was going one, two, or three in the draft, so I had to go. So you said when you're in high school, you didn't know, you weren't thinking about the NBA. When was the first time that it occurred to you that that you could be an NBA player? Oh, my coach, my coach told me, I wasn't even caring about the NBA. That I, I was like, yo, let me just play college. You know, let me just play in college. And, you know, I was my junior year. I, I wanted to leave my junior year. So the first year I heard, I was like, uh, okay, boom. After my sophomore year, I scored a lot of points and everything. And, um, and then um, the, 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 the scouts and everything was like, hey, you can go pro. And my co- my college coach was you know, uh, recruiting Travis Best at the time. He went to Georgia Tech mm-hmm. for four years. And um, I was like, uh, let's see. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what number I would go. And then I'll think about coming out of school. But I really wasn't. You know, I really I really just said it. I, 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 I was too thrilled on going back to school at Georgia Tech. And um, coach, the, the draft came. And the draft was coming up. And he told me about all, you know, what I could, uh, what I, you know, you know, you should, you should, you should leave. And um, that's what, that's what happened. I just left, you know, because I was going one, two or three. So when you were having your high school career and parade all American four years in a row and, you know, all city as a freshman, sophomore, junior and senior, like uh, how much did NBA guys tell you though that you could be playing in the league maybe even right out of high school i know he told me nothing kenny smith uh, kenny smith he said i could play i i just really that's like my cousin that's like my because that's who i listen to and, and his brother vincent smith who who um who uh really really coached me and everything i knew i was going but i just ain't no win i just was like just playing i was just i was happy man i was i was in college Georgia Tech down Atlanta. I was good. And I played uh and a lot of times I played against Doc Rivers and Spud Webb and the, the Atlanta Hawks. We played freshman year. We we played in our freshman gym, Georgia Tech, and we all played in the sky, played against all the all the pros. And that's when I knew. I said, uh, you know, I got something special here. I can really play in the pros. I can really, you know, I can really, you know, I, I could play. I know I could, but I wasn't really interested in going pro. I was just I was just doing well in school. I, I like school. So your rookie year, did you have any regrets about leaving early? At first, at first I was like, why did I leave? I could have left. I, I could have you know, when I wasn't playing and then all the business aspect of it, you know, all the money and everything like that. At first I laughed and then I just forgot about it. You know, you gotta you gotta just hey, this is what you this is what you're involved in. You gotta just you know, you gotta just take the bitter with the sweet you know, move on. I just moved on from it. All right, so let, let's look forward then. Can we can we look forward to time in Boston with Rick Pitino and 
Oh, what yeah. was like, and what and what that was like? Oh yeah, Boston was great. I love Boston. I love the town. Boston playing in Boston, playing with the Celtics, playing with Rick Pitino. He uh, he was great. He he just I think he, he just wore everything on his sleeve, and he just got tired of the fans and everything. He wasn't winning, and he you know he just got pissed off. You know what I'm saying? And uh, mm-hmm. Jim O'Brien took over, and we started winning. We started winning, but I don't know. If we would have, we would have, we probably would have. I don't know if we would have won with Rick Pitino. I don't, I don't know. Maybe we needed a change of voice. You know what I'm saying? And that's what happened. Change of voice. We started, we started playing well. And um, uh, but I, in Boston, I have no gripes. I love playing in Boston. Love playing with the coaches and everything. It was just a great, it was a great um, city. I played there for five years. Played with the Boston Celtics for five years the New Jersey Nets for four and uh, Trailblazers. Those are the three teams that get most of my love, my heart. You know, those three teams. It was, it was just it was just awesome. And then the whole league, me just playing and understanding the game and, um, you know, playing and, and, and being able to take care of my mother and by playing in the game. It was, it was awesome. I had no regrets. It was awesome. When you were in Boston, I remember seeing you play and you're playing alongside Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker. And I remember that might have been the first NBA team that I saw where those guys both had the green light. I don't think I've seen a team with two <laughs> guys who they yeah. jacked more in those games yeah. than Yeah, you really yeah. Yeah, you really yeah, you really you probably ain't see it. That was crazy. You know, those two guys, they shot everything, they shot every ball they wanted, they played how they wanted to in, in certain situations, you know what I'm saying? They played, but, um, and then it was me. I shot like 10 shots a game. They did everybody. <laughs> and then they shot all the ball. It was crazy. You look at this. If you look at the, uh, the stat sheet, oh, it was crazy, but it was great because everybody knew they rolled. Everybody on that team knew they rolled. And, um, we played up to it and it was great playing with those guys. And it was something I always will remember for the rest of my life. It was great playing with those guys. Yeah, but you need you needed all those Paul Pierce shots to come back against the Nets and that the all time crazy fourth quarter yeah. playoff comeback. Yeah, that was one of the games that's always going to be remembered. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, I, it was it was just a great comeback win. Uh, I thought it was going to be. I thought we I thought we were going to win the uh, series then, but they they woke up. They 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 found it. I thought that was going to be on them where they where they linger, where they let it let what it would would it affect them. But that whole season, we knew we was going to the finals, I think, because that whole season we had beat the Nets, you know, and we was just like, oh, you know, we're going to beat them and this, that, and the other. But they got ready. They got ready for us, and they, they deserved to win the series. It did um, When you were in high school, Patino was coaching the Knicks. Did you, did you two ever come across each other? I came across him. I knew him. You know, I knew some of his friends and everything, but that, that, that was it. But uh, – that was it. Mark Jackson and, and Rod Strickland played with the Knicks then, mm-hmm. and they was great. They was great. You know, man, they was uh, New York guards, and they understood. Yeah, is uh, oftentimes when I when when I talk to former players about the guys that are like underappreciated in NBA history, Rod Strickland's name comes up all yeah. the time. He's like the one of the, he's one of the first guys that that always that always comes up. Why do you think that is? I'm not sure. Maybe because he played. You know, he played in Portland for so long. He played with uh, uh, Washington. He played with a bunch of teams, but I'm not sure. He, he's just a he's just a great 
not only is a great point guard, he's a he's a great friend of mine and a, a great um, he's just a great guy. And but but you never know, you never know. And I, I think you know you just can't you can't um, get get caught up into you know you know thinking one way and because fans is gonna you know like who they like. But the players know players know who's 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 good enough and who's able to play and who's right, you know. Well, one guy that that could play and could play in Portland and has some of the the best stories I, I've heard, J.R. Ryder. You, you got to tell us your your best J.R. Ryder stories. I I, I, don't, I don't really remember. I, you know, I don't really remember no J.R. Ryder stories, but I played with him for a year and a half. And I should, but I don't because of it's different reasons. You know, I, I don't remember. But uh, he was a great – I don't remember. He was a great um, – he was a great player. You know, he come from Minnesota. And that first year with us in Portland, him, Rashti Wallace, and um, and uh, J.R. Ryder was great, man. We played the Lakers uh, in the playoffs, and we lost. That was uh, Kobe Bryant's first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we lost in the playoffs. But uh, – it was it was great. It was great playing with those guys. Yeah, that that first year. Well, at one point you you'd said that there, there's a quote from you in, in some story that says uh, when when talking about J.R. Ryder and and stuff that was going on off the court, you said quote it, it's getting a little worrisome. So I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. things yeah. got I, a little. I mean, if it's getting a little worrisome, you start worrying about you know things he say and what he did, and I, I really didn't know. Right now, at this stage, like you gotta just like pinpoint it out to me, but um, mm-hmm. I, you know what he said and things of that nature, you know it, it was getting out there. But um, and then we stayed. We we was in Portland, so that market was different. You know what I'm saying? That was right. only you know there was only the basketball market, and you know it was it was strange though. But God, it, it, it was good though. You know? Yeah, that that year '96. Was that was that was Iverson's rookie year, and um, yeah. and and you said that when you when you when you played against Iverson, it was like a it was like a mirror image. Do you remember? Not maybe not just that first time, but playing against AI. Yeah, I, I don't remember the first time I played against him mm-hmm. when I when I played in Portland. But he was just a guy. You you know you just you know he was a a a, a one. He was really a one and a two, and a two, uh, a two and a one's body. So yeah. he, he he scored, you know, uh, he scored at will, you know. Um, but you could tell he was just, you know, at first when he first got in the league, he was all, you know, for himself. And then he started looking, passing, scoring, started doing it all, and um, and then he wound up, you know, winning the MVP. So that that was great for him. Coach, coaching now is this the is this the route that you want to, that you want to be taking? For the for for the rest of your basketball career, yeah, yeah, I, I you know coaching on this level, NAI level, is great. You know, I love it. I love my team. Um, you know, um, this is what this is what it's all about. And it's not so much basketball. It's basketball, but it's also finding finding the fine line and just there there in life, like what they want to do. I got some good student athletes that you know I gotta you know gotta you know change you know some of their some of the motivation, and if I could change motivations and things of that nature, it'd be awesome. Have they seen your highlights? They, they, they young. They, they saw some of it. Now, they, they saw. See, I was here last year, and they seen some of it, and 
everything. So now they, they they're getting they're getting in touch with me a little bit. They're like, oh, coach can play a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they say. A little bit, right? I said I just laugh, but um, it's it's great, man. It's great. What kind of what kind of messages? I mean, you talked about what you want to instill in them and change their motivations. But what kind of messages are you hammering to them every single day? Oh, your character. I always, I always build your character and what you what you stand for and and and, and how you work. You just come and come and you work as far as basketball. Come and you work on the things that that you you you, you can't do, and it will better yourself. Better yourself. Always look to better yourself. And um and and that's what and that's what the main thing I'm trying to get across. And 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 and, 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 and far as team, you know, cheer for your guys. Cheer for your guys. You know, be a team player. Um, and, and that's one thing. And you can always you can always get you know get your get off and get your get get what you deserve or whatever. But it's more it's more of a team concept. And that's what you know, some of these young kids now just don't get it. They just, you know, they just see me, 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 I, 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 I want to do it. And you can't do it by yourself. And um, that's what I'm trying to teach my guys um, to, to, to learn. You know, you'll get there. You'll get there. They're young, very smart. Some of them, you know, I'm at Fish University, so some of them are very smart. Most of them are very smart, but I, I got to try to teach them other things about life. And they'll, and they'll get it. Yeah, get it. Speaking of not doing it by yourself, when when you were creating the documentary about your life, I'm always curious what just that experience of going back and talking to these people that were playing such a big part of your life and going through the period of reflection and looking back on the things that you accomplished and maybe the things you wanted to accomplish and didn't. What was that whole experience like for you? just creating the documentary and, and going back and looking back at your life. Oh man, that was awesome. You know, going back into my life and seeing, you know, how much I did and, and where I started. It was awesome. It was awesome doing the documentary and knowing my life and where it came from and some of the things that, um, that I, that, 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 I, that came out of it and some of the things that I'm still working on as a human being. And it, it just, the whole thing was just, uh, it was great me doing a documentary about myself because um it, it, it teaches you so much so much and i'm i'm going on 50 i'm 49 going on 50 um amazing. It, 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 it's it's a, it's amazing you you absolutely correct and and some of the things that you you, you you've been through at a young age is it, amazing i'm like wow i did i did this i did that i did it's it's, it's crazy and um it's, it's it's just uh i don't even know what to say about it it's just that um I did some good things. I did some crazy things, and I'm just trying to learn, uh, be a, be 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 a stickler for my for my life, and, and and so I can help others. If I can help others, then I, I did my job. I was just gonna say the reason that I ask is because it's you know you talk so many current players, and you talk about accomplishments that they've had or what the experience is like, what they're going through, and it always seems like I can't focus on that right now. I got to worry about the next game. I got to worry about. Yeah. this off season or, or the playoffs or, or what have you. And it's always the next thing, the next thing for athletes. And I, I was just curious. And oftentimes then you get to a period of retirement and it turns into, Oh, okay, well I got to leave that behind. So that's why I'm always so curious when somebody who's spent the time, especially as an accomplished person as you are yeah. 
who has spent the time to go back and look at it all. It always fascinates me. Yeah, and, and that's great because I, you know, I didn't know. You know, I, I got I went back to school, got my degree, played in the league for so many years, and then wow, I was out. I retired. I was like, what am I gonna do? So it's something you got to find something that you're gonna do. You got to get away from basketball, and I got away from it. And I, I got my degree from St. Thomas University um, down in Florida. Um, it was it was hard, but it was you know it was it was it was done fairly. Um, and um, you just just got to do it, man. You just got to do it. No one remembers, and then, then as years progress and years you know years come, nobody remembers me somewhat. You know I me. Mean? Only my New Yorkers, <laughs> only my New Yorkers remember me. So it's just, it's just, it's just strange. You gotta just. That's not true, Kenny. Gotta, Kenny, that's you know, not true, I, man. I, you are a legendary figure yeah, in, in yeah, basketball yeah. You know, circles. I, I appreciate it, but I, hey, New York is my town, and it's where I was born and raised, and it's, 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 it's so, it's so. Uh, how can I say? It's just so memorable to me, New York, every aspect of it. And um and I and I love it and um I just try to get a get a get a uh, across to those guys you know guys that I'm coaching um just to just to live a a good life. How you feeling right now? I'm feeling okay. You know um I go I had a stroke um I and I, I I go to um rehab every Thursday down at Vanderbilt and um. I don't, I don't, I had a stroke and I don't remember, you know, having it. I remember, you know, my dog, Caleb, my dog helped, helped me. And so something I will always remember my dog, Caleb, helped me, went to my daughter's room, got her and she got me because my, my whole right side, I couldn't see out of it and I fell and they got the ambulance. The ambulance came and shot me up and took me to the hospital and boom, I was clear. You know what I'm saying? So I really, you know, right now I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. I have practice early this morning, and we got shoot. We got practice again at four, so I'm feeling great. You know, what I mean, there's nothing too much I can say. You know, thank. I just thank God for for blessing. You know, with the life that I've had. Thank you. Did have doctors told you about anything that you, that you have to change about how you're living so your my, life moving forward? I'm, I'm a, look at my diet. You know, my diet and. You know, my, I think the stress got to me. The stress. You got to really, okay. you know, um, stress. I got my first year taking a job, you know, here at Fitz, and I was just so in, intense. And now I just got to let it come, you know, let it come. And uh, that's the main thing. My diet and stress. That's what you got to, that's what I have to, okay. you know, uh, chill out on. And that's what I'm doing now. All right, so, so a few quick hits before, before we go, and we appreciate all the time. Looking back, Dream Team 2, 96. Isaiah got on, replaced Tim Hardaway. Should you have yeah. been on that team? Um, no, not with the players that they had. I, I, you know, those are great players. I, I, I couldn't, you know, could I play on a team? Yes, I could have, but, you know, the first, second, third, I, I, I couldn't, you know, um, you know, think about it. I thought about it. I said, man, I wanted to play on the team, but you know, you know, those guys, the twelve guys that they picked, deserve to be on that team. You know, and that's it. That's just basketball. All right, who uh, who did you consistently eat the lunch of, man? <laughs> I really, I really didn't know, man. I really, 
can't tell you consistently. Uh, consistent, you know, that, that year I made the All-Star team, I cracked everybody up. <laughs> I cracked everybody. That, that year, that year I, I really played very well. I made the All-Star team. I, I just used to play, man. I played basketball. Do you have any memorabilia from that All-Star game? Um, No. No, I need my All-Star jersey, anybody out there. I need my All-Star jersey. Uh, I don't know where it's at. The official, the official one. The official one. I don't know where it's at. Hmm. Well, if anybody has it, if anybody, if anybody has yeah, it, the Kenny Anderson '94 All Star jersey from Minnesota, <laughs> you know, you know, you know where yeah. to find us. You know where to find Kenny. Do, do you have? Yeah. Do you have stuff from your career? I have, I have the Nets. I have my Nets jersey, which I, I treasure. That that's my awesome my Nets. I have a lot of jerseys. Um, but um, the net. I have no, no. I I don't have a lot of jerseys. My friend, my, my one of my, my best friends, Saquon, has all my jerseys, and he won't give them. He won't give them up to, for nothing. He has all of them. <laughs> I have I have Georgia Tech. My I have Georgia Tech, New Jersey Nets. Oh, uh, and that's it. And uh, I have my USA basketball shorts. My son wears. Gave it to him, so he wears them. I really don't have too much stuff. I'm just looking this up right now. You did you did put up 45 and 14, also eight rebounds, four steals that 94 season against uh, yeah, against Lin- Lindsey Hunt. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you, yeah, those are great games I had. But uh, I had 50 against LMU uh, in college, and, I, and it still stands. My college, my college. I had 50 at Georgia Tech, and it still stands. And, and that, that was against right. against Loyola Marymount. Yes, Lola Burnbaugh. And Hank Gathers and Bo Kimball? No, he uh, Hank and Bo was gone. Terrell Lowry? Was sophomore year. It was a, yeah, Terrell Lowry's there. Wow. Good pull, Adam. Yeah. You better, listen, I'll tell you something. You better be in shape if you're playing Loyola Marymount and Georgia Tech. Yeah, Those know, two. Yeah. I was in a lot of shape in college. I yeah. run for days. I run uh, for days. You guys and got that, up and, and down. That's what they man. did. They was running for days. I was running for days. Kenny, back when you were in college facing Bobby Hurley and you guys both came up at the same time. He was from St. Anthony's, obviously you, Archbishop Malloy, and then coming to college at the same time and both with a ton of hype, both in the ACC. Um, what, kind of, what kind of intensity were those, were those battles like? And, what, and how much was it personal for you to... Uh, to take on Hurley at that time, it wasn't personal. You know, it was it was great. You know, playing playing for Georgia Tech and him playing for Duke. We was in the ACC, and and the ACC was myself, uh, Bob Hurley, John Crotty, uh, Chris mm-hmm. Corciani. We mm-hmm. had it was like the, the point guard. It was it was going against the best. You know, in college basketball, so it was just you know just you just had to be ready. You know, any given in any given day. And then that's one of the reasons it made me stronger. You know, my belief made me stronger in the NBA. But uh, Bob Hurley was a great point guard for Duke, and um, he's, he's gonna he's gonna be or he he is already gonna be a good coach for Arizona State University. He's, he's gonna be a good coach. Yeah, I think you guys reconnected last year. I think and got together again. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, he's, he's in my documentary. Uh, he did a great job. I went down there and visited him at a school 
it was just awesome. It was just a great, uh, great connection. Myself and Bob Hurley. Yeah, I, I had read that it was since it was it was thought that you were going to go to Carolina because of because of Kenny, but then choosing Georgia Tech that 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 was the reason why they didn't offer Bobby Hurley, and that that they could have gotten Bobby Hurley because they thought that you were going to be coming there, but instead he went. You went to Georgia Tech, and he went to Duke. Did you two ever talk about that? Yeah, we mentioned it, you know, uh, slightly in my documentary. He would have went to North Carolina. You know, um, North Carolina off, was going to offer him, but he, he thought that, you know, my family, uh, Kenny Smith and everybody, you know, that I was going to go to North Carolina. So when Duke came at him hard, he, he just went, yeah, okay, I'm going to sign with Duke because they're going to go after Kenny Anderson, uh, North Carolina, and he's going to sign. But then when I didn't, I went to Georgia Tech. He was already signed to um, Duke, so it was it was interesting. It was a very interesting take on that whole Bob Hurley thing. It was uh, Bob Hurley, Kenny Anderson scout thing. It was it was great. It was great. Kenny, we we appreciate all your time. Last question: We always like to ask. This is the Rejecting the Screen podcast, so we always like to ask one player that you played with or against. Can't say MJ. In your entire career, your entire life, that you would choose game on the line, ISO situation, who you picking to put the ball in their hands? Oh, wow. No, you said no, no, MJ. I can't say MJ. You can't right? say MJ because everyone would. <laughs> yeah, everybody would say MJ. I'm going with uh, Kobe Bryant. I'm going to go Kobe Bryant. Oh. I'm going to okay. go Kobe Bryant. I know a lot of people would want Kenny Anderson in that spot, too. So I will yeah, say I it's probably so. hard not to Kenny choose Anderson, yourself. But I would say Kobe Bryant. I would say Kobe Bryant. All right, Kenny, we, we really do appreciate the time. Continued good right. health, and, and we'll speak. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate you, Kenny. All right. My man. So it's good to hear that Kenny's feeling okay. I thought about leading with just how you're feeling, but – Kind of just wanted to make sure we we got into hoops right away, and I'm and I'm figured that it would come around. But it is good to to see that he's feeling a bit better and he's coaching. And I know that that's ultimately what he wants to be doing at all sorts of different levels throughout the rest of his life. And if you haven't seen the documentary, go go check out the documentary, Mr. Chips. But what Kenny has dealt with off the court throughout his entire life is unlike anything that that I'd ever heard of before and, and especially for somebody who succeeded at at such a high level but he's he's someone that will be open and honest when speaking to other players especially NBA players about what can happen off the court how to try to avoid certain things if it happened to me it can happen to you but when he says nobody remembers him just go on YouTube oh I mean, it's funny. Before this interview, I, I had asked uh, Matt Muehlbach, who's who had a wonderful career, all-time winning as player at Arizona when he left the school, and he played against Kenny Anderson twice. Uh, he had just finished the eighth grade. They played against each other at a Nike camp, and Matt was a few years older. And he also played him Georgia Tech Matt's senior year, and he thought Kenny was a freshman at that time. I'd have to check. But he said he's probably the best pure ball handler he had ever seen. 
and he's told me stories about how Kenny Anderson just guys would be, you know, Kenny talked about he wasn't scared of anyone or he doesn't remember his teammates being scared of anyone. Guys were scared to play against Kenny Anderson because mm-hmm. he embarrassed players. I mean, the best players in the country were getting routinely embarrassed by Kenny Anderson. And when he came on the scene after his hyped high school career, it was like this guy could do anything he wanted to on the basketball court. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. And, uh, you know, you and I had spoken before we did the interview and we could have chosen to ask some more questions about stuff he's dealt with off the court and some of those stories, some of the salacious stuff. But the truth of the matter is that kind of stuff has been well documented. I want to hear and make sure there's a record of what Kenny Anderson experienced on the court. And I think that was important to the both of us to uh, to go down that path. Yeah, and and as Kenny said, that his maybe he told us beforehand that it, that his memory hasn't his memory isn't great since the stroke, but I was still impressed with with his recall of teammates and certainly the the New York City legends that he would play with if you know if he was putting together an all time five and Lloyd Daniels was filthy. But again, if you go on YouTube and just type in Kenny Anderson highlights, one you'll probably one of the first things you'll get is the Bobby Hurley crossover, and that is. I mean, that that's embarrassing. What he, what he, that's, that's so dirty. What he what he does to Bobby Hurley. But imagine if Bobby Hurley had gone to North Carolina, and instead of Duke, and then Duke doesn't have Leitner with Hurley, and then what happens with Duke winning those back to back titles? And does Duke probably doesn't beat UNLV in that title game the year after? Then. The UNLV beating Georgia Tech, just revisionist, revisionist history can get pretty wild. Yeah, there's no question about it. That's an incredible story that uh, that he was taken out of that UNC mix. But that that lethal weapon three team uh, will go down in in college basketball lore. Uh, Brian Oliver, Kenny Anderson, and and Dennis Scott. That was a lot of fun. Plus, they, I think his sophomore year, and I can check this real quick, but I'm pretty sure his sophomore year he played with. Um, there were. One, two, three, four, five NBA players um, on Kenny's uh, Georgia Tech team, future NBA players. John Barry, Malcolm Mackey, Matt Geiger, and um, and Newbill. They all ended up playing in the league, so along with Kenny. Newbill, yeah. So pretty interesting, pretty interesting. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say. All right, so we appreciate you all listening to the Thursday edition, every Thursday, it's the going ISO edition of Rejecting the Screen. We'll go long-form interview with all sorts of folks in and around basketball. You can follow us on Twitter, Adams at NaysmithLives. I'm at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V. If you learned anything or just enjoyed the podcast, just share it with somebody, and we appreciate you all spreading the word. Of course, subscribe, download, rate, and review, and it means a ton to us and to the podcast. So if you want more, that's what we're going to ask you to do. On Tuesdays, it's the two of us talking hoops. A little bit of life, 25, 30 minutes, and then rejecting the screen, going ISO edition on Thursdays. This, of course, Kenny Anderson. Go back and listen to Peter Vesey, Richard Jefferson, Doug Gottlieb, and a host of others. Adam, appreciate it, pal. Thank you, Noah, and thank you, Mr. Chips.